タチュー本当の自分自信でやった Hello, and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Camerader retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Garrett. I'm Evan. I'm Chris. And this week, we finally talk about how Garrett sucks in episodes 7 and 8 of Common Rider Blade, entitled The Trap 2 and The Revived People. It has been a while. But we're much like Alvin and the Chipmunks, we're back with style. <laughs> I feel like you used that last time, to be honest. Yeah, it's a running joke. <laughs> Where was Alvin and the Chipmunks in the Chippendale movie? Or did that happen? I don't know. It was a fever dream. I don't think Alvin did that. I don't think they referenced Alvin and the Chipmunks in that movie. They should have. Do not believe they did. No, they were too busy. <laughs> Disrespecting the memory of the guy who played Peter Pan and then fucking died. That is. It was. Ugh. Yeah. So bad. This is fucked up. Turn him into like, oh yeah, they just fucked me over and so I'm gonna fuck everybody over. It's like, no, you, you ruined that guy's life, Disney. Alright, l I'm glad we've started on a downer. <laughs> so let's just get. Uh, right into it. Um, <laughs> so, last time, you may or may not remember on Common Rider Blade,、uh, Blade got captured. Yeah, the government showed up randomly out of nowhere, or someone with a truck and soldiers and guns. And th- this isn't the government, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, I think it, we, we now know it's not. It just kind of looked like it at the time. Right. There are apparently multiple like, armed organizations operating in Japan. Right. I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to know at this point because just like things just blend together when I'm looking at the wiki to double check things in the show.、Um, yeah. And also, like things just kind of happen.、Mm, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, we, there hasn't been that much of the show so far. That's true. I was going to be like, I'm not sure if we're supposed to know if, if Wesker is an undead, but then I remembered he's flying around throwing yeah, fireballs we, in the next I, scene. I think we learned that in these episodes. Yeah, they, they literally say he's an undead in these episodes. Do they say that for him? I thought they said it、yep. for, I, for Chalice, which Kars, we already knew. Kaza, the chief.、Um, <laughs> I forget his name. But the chief,、uh, when he's explaining shit. To the guys, he's like, Oh, well, they were like, there were three undeads there with you. And there was the one that was the monster, and he's like, Yes, I suspect that this guy that was with you, the. Oh, that that's right. Yeah, because the、guy. three undeads are the monster, Chalice, and Wesker. That's right. S- yeah, and sunglasses. Yeah. So, anyway, so we recap、uh, Blade got captured.、Um, Garen sucks while fighting Wesker, and Chalice is like snooping around,、um, watching. And then Garen escapes. Garen has been sucking so much for so long. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we hit the peak of his suck in this, this,、uh, these two episodes, I think. Hmm. You say that. I mean, I don't think it's literally the peak, but it's like the high point so far. That's fair. Also, I feel like I should have looked up Wesker's name, even though we don't know it yet. 
because I probably shouldn't keep referring to him as that. But I mean, here we are. That's basically who he is. It is. Yeah, you can um, just call him that. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So, Chalice... He, Go ahead. Discount Japanese Wesker. He is. And he and Chalice... I almost uh, said, wait, Wesker's already Japanese, but no, he's not. He's just a... He's a, you know, President no. Evil character. He, he was originally a creepy police lieutenant who kept a picture of the new 18-year-old uh, Rebecca Chambers in her 60, as when she was 16 and in a cheerleader uniform in his desk in a locked drawer. What the, Garrett, what are, the fuck are you talking about, Evan? <laughs> are you referring to that Resident Evil 2 Easter egg? Yeah. Okay. Why, why do I know okay. that? I right. feel uncomfortable okay, knowing so, this. So, Chris, uh-huh. in Resident Evil 2... When you are in the police station, uh, you can go into the stars. Isn't office. this just the remake, though? No, it was in the original. Oh, so okay. Well, that doesn't make it better, but no, it doesn't make it better. You can go into Wesker's office, and there is a locked drawer in his office. Uh, you can get—I forget where you get the code for it—but you open it, and inside is a a small, like, hand-sized picture of Rebecca Chambers. The medic of stars, except it's when she's 16 and in her cheerleading outfit. Did she pose for this photo? Oh, yeah. No, it's like a posed photo. But he keeps it in a locked drawer in his desk. Okay. Okay. Uh Not explicitly bad, but very, very weird. (laughs) Is he planning on turning her into a zombie or is she special in some other way? No, no. Just she's an attractive lady. Oh, he's just weird like that. Okay. He's just a fucking creepo. Okay. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I guess I already knew he was a zombie-based mass murderer, so that's not really like making him worse. But you know, it is weird. Yeah. Anywho, um, gonna just put that. Back burner for the next forever. <laughs> um, Just ignore that forever. So, so Blade Wesker sore, and Chalice. Sore, kore wa kore. Blade Wesker and Chalice talk, and uh, Chalice wants to fight, and Wesker's like, "Nah, I'm good." Um, also, like, you better you better watch out about fighting since um you can be sealed because you're an undead. Uh, anyway, I captured Blade. Want to come check it out? Oh, yeah, I should go fight him. That's a good idea. Yeah, so then we cut to Blade uh, being put into, like, an MRI machine, or whatever the machine that reads brains is. Yeah, it's an MRI. That's oh. an MRI, Garrett. Well, there's multiple ones. Like, what's the machine that, like, reads other stuff? A CAT scan? Is it scan? also an MRI? It's a CAT scan. Maybe that. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. Don't take medical advice from me. I don't think that we were going to have that problem. Rude, but acceptable. (laughs) Sorry. So after that, we cut to Garen, who, like, snuck away on a truck, and he falls off, and and the Hulk animation happens again. See previous Blade podcast episodes for explanation of Hulk thing. Him hulking out like that is fucking weird. It's so weird. <laughs> like, I like I understand it's like it's it's two thousand four effects, but 
it is what it is. Um, and then we have um, uh, Hirosei and Milk Guy. We're trying to find Blade. They can't find him. And they're like, who are those people and all that? Um, and they're like, oh, we also can't call the chief. But uh, Garen calls. And Garen gets filled in on how Blade was captured. Um, back at the lab, there's a shit ton of techno babble that goes on with like uh, fusion rates and category ace and other techno babbly words. It's, it's like here we're gonna explain what's act how this works by using techno babble. It doesn't it's explain. Just... I mean, the only real thing of note is category ace. The ace card is what's used to initiate um, the transformation for for each rider. It's well. It's they're explaining it, but it explains nothing. Right. <laughs> um, Chalice is there, and then they're moving Blade from like one place to another, and like he almost gets away, but then Wesker's like, "Come on, guys, do your job," and then they they get him back under control. Um, Chalice goes to nope out. Harder. Um, Chalice goes to nope out, but then Wesker's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." whoa check out what I have on this computer screen. And um, it's the the cafe where the ant and the child are, and he has an agent there who placed a bomb and Wesker's like, so if I if I press the switch here, this mounted switch, um, it'll blow up that bomb, so maybe don't leave. That would be bad, right? Yeah. yeah I don't understand, like, these human emotions that you have those weird human things, which you're totally becoming more of, but uh, it seems like it'd be bad. Yeah, it's weird that he's like knows how to emotionally manipulate him, but is like, I don't know how emotions work, but I guess that's just a plot hole that I can accept. Uh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Well, you have to be heartless to man- to manipulate Chris. I mean, I think you have to have some level of empathy in order to, like, understand what manipulating someone is. I mean, you have to at least understand emotions. You may not have to feel them, but you at least have to understand them. I'm That's not sure fair. this guy understands them. Also fair. He, he took a good guess, though. Um, They have an undead um, next to Blade. Um, just like in a cell. Um, I have a note here where like they don't seem to be bored, but I feel like that was self-explanatory. Don't know where I wrote that part down. <laughs> Man, this shit's boring. Why did you even bring me in here? God. Um, Garen's like, okay, well, I don't care about any of this. Not gonna help you. I have to find the chief. And they're like, oh, you're just afraid. Oh, no, sorry. Milkman and Kirosei are like, well, you're just afraid, Garen. And Garen's like, shut up. I don't suck, but he sucks. <laughs> shut up. No, I don't. Garen, you, you, you kind of do. Shut up. He is continuing to suck. Yeah. So then um, Milkman is like, you know, I'm afraid of all the things. Let me um, list all the things I'm afraid of. And this will, this will make you feel better. Because accepting your fear, fears and, like working through, like, your problems in, like, mental health way is important. So, yeah. Yeah, fear, fear's cool. You can be scared of things. Maybe don't hulk out and die. Yeah. 
But then Garen's like, well, F all that, I'm gone. But then he immediately has a flashback, and he's like, oh, oh, maybe maybe he was right. So then he maybe. he backs down, and he is he is our Sundari of the series, and he decides to help, and then tells um, Milkman, Kataro, his name that I looked up, um, to pray, because that's all he's good at. It's kind of rude for someone who keeps getting owned. It's like, oh, okay. Alright, buddy, yeah, sure, no, I'm coming Yeah, I don't know you want to be makes... pulling that thread, my dude. Yeah. Um, so we cut back to Blade, who is put into, like, the warehouse arena with the undead. Uh, still in a, still in a, um, straitjacket, that's the word I was looking for. And Wesker's like, well, you, you, you gotta fight, so don't try to escape, because you can't. Um, but luckily the un- the undead kind of just breaks the straitjacket immediately, and Blade gets to transform, and... It extremely reminds me of that Scary Terry thing, like, well, why are we taking his word for this? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe we can escape, and he's just... But why are we taking his advice on if we can escape or not? Yeah, it's... There's always a thing of, like, if you have the villain come and tell you, Don't do this! That means they're afraid of you doing it. (laughs) And they're trying to get you to stop instead of just, you know, killing you. Uh, The Scary Terry thing would be a parody of Freddy Krueger that says you can run but you can't hide. Uh, And the characters are like, wait, maybe we can hide. it's in his incentive to lie to us so maybe he's wrong about that and then they hide and it totally works that's Uh, very funny watch Rick and Morty it's good even though it has a weird phantom I'm sorry about that to be fair you have to have a very high IQ to understand Rick and Morty (laughs) you don't it's just a good show we will agree to disagree you you have to have a, a fairly good understanding of theoretical physics I am agreeing to disagree, and that is the nicest thing I will say. <laughs> Anywho, so so Blade get, gets free from the straitjacket, and he gets gets to fight. And then Wesker's like, quick, do the science things. And they start doing the science things. We, we have to determine his, his coefficients. Yeah. They got a... It's the fusion rate, which we can assume is the rate of fusion between the host and the the category ace card it's thing. presumably a quantification of how good you are at being a common writer right that starts happening we cut back to hirose and kotaro who get back to the house and start trying to like set up the radio dish um before cutting back to blade who is getting beat up Wait, and do we I, establish why they're trying to set up a radio dish? To try to track the undead, to save... Blade. Right, okay, okay. I was trying to remember if we said that or not. Oh. That's what the tracker does, it detects I, I know, we, we haven't talked about the show in forever. That's so. fair. Um, Blade is getting beat up, but then he sees Chalice, and um, he uses the power of anger to make his fusion rate go up. <laughs> I love that they're, they're so surprised, like, what? He's... Feeling emotions? Garen is and doing And it's things? making him stronger? Yeah, and then, and then Chalice is like, shit, man, you don't know nothing about emotions. And speaking about these emotions and anger, I also want to fight. 
So then he jumps down to go fight. And then Wesker's like, awesome. Now we can also check the fusion rate of Chalice, which should just be, like, perfect because he's he's the undead. So, like, why would oh, he need to fuse with what he is already? Because he's special. Doesn't does the the fusion rate is like you're synchronizing with all of the undead that are in the cards, right? So, I mean, he's undead, but he's got still got to synchronize with all the other undead in the cards. Maybe, but but I assume like his his base form, which would be like the the ace card, like that that's him. So like, he should be a pretty good fusion rate with himself. I'm not gonna disagree. I mean. I don't know if the fusion rate matters that much other than it's just it, their way to put a number on how good these characters are at Common Rider. I fully expect it to go away, just like how there's like AP costs in Oh did I don't think I've ever talked about this. Um so in we're gonna tangent here. Um in the cards for um Blade, um there are um a- AP costs. So it's kind of like I don't know if there's like an actual card game to go around with it. But there was like this point system thing. I think I think Ryuki might have had a little of it as well. I don't remember fully. Now, you've told us about this before. Oh, and then in the games where like each rider has a mechanic, the blade mechanic is as you as you punch, you get points, and then you get to scan the cards. That yeah, you get to spend them on combos. Yeah, it's which is good. kind of like how uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories worked a little bit. Kind of, except they don't go away. <laughs> it's just now you can do the stronger attacks. Yeah. I think, like, you can also, like, set up, like, if you know, like, the buttons, if you know, like, the cards that do, like, the rider kick, you can do, like, the specific card combo and then do, like, the super special. Of course. Because because the blade kick is, is not just the kick card, it is um, uh, kick and lightning. The more you gotta know. Have, gotta have the specific ones. Yeah. Hard yeah, games. we've already seen him. Or wait, have we seen him use the kick card? Has He's just used tackle so far. Uh, he's used the kick card, and then he's also used kick and lightning. Which is like oh, the, yeah. the signature rider kick. Special one. Yeah. Um, anyway, back from that tangent... Um, Hirosei and um, Kotaro find a signal, and they're like, "We're gonna call Garen because even though he we get sucks, signal, he, main screen he has turn a belt. on. Main screen turn on. It's, it's you. you. How are you, gentlemen? Uh, All your blade are belong guys, to us. Guys, guys, no chance to survive. Make your time. That meme you, is so old now. It is. I think out. I heard it. I heard it multiple decades ago for the first 2001. time. 2001. Yeah. Or was it 99? Um. Anyway, so they call Garen because he, he turns into a rider even though he sucks. And they're like, oh yeah, uh, Blade is surrounded by three undead. And they're like, oh shit. And then Garen's like, don't worry, I'll deal with it and I'll deal with my emotions of fear. Uh, he doesn't do that very well. No, he does not. Um, the bad guys, like, immediately note that, that Garen is coming. They have their own sensor to sense writers because uh, 
narrative convenience. Um, and then we get a scene where, like, um, Kataro is, like, praying, and then Hirosei immediately gets a call from the chief, and is like, don't have Garen come. <laughs> don't do the thing you exactly started doing. That's a bad idea. Yeah, and then Garen shows up, and, and everybody's like, oh, no. Our bad. Um, we cut back to the place with uh, with Auntie, and the guy left the bomb in the bag. Um, we then we go back to Chalice and Blade fighting, fighting, and um, their numbers are you know they're making each other's numbers go up. They're doing the rival thing. They're doing the Naruto and Sasuke. That might be relevant for two thousand four. Yeah, ninety nine. So yeah, yeah. We, Boruto we, is still on TV, so you, you mean, know. You mean Boruto's dad? He had his own show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It started in ninety nine, so two thousand four would probably be a decent time where it's in the the cultural mindscape to to make the rival reference of Naruto and Sasuke to Blade and Chalice. Yeah, it works. It's close enough. I mean, we could even like possibly go further that could be like a working theory you could probably go to where like since chalice is an undead that like fills in for like the whole like shring gun thing but uh possibly i'm, I'm gonna stop at this point because i don't know anything about naruto except what i just said oh uh, here, here do you want to know the one thing you need to know about naruto um orochimaru got no punishment yeah they just shove him in a lab and are like you know just stop bugging people and he's like fine with that and, I guess. and he is portrayed as a good guy in boruto i thought he got killed nope i mean he probably did but getting well, killed is actually, not no. really that detrimental to him he did but he got better okay that that's fine i guess that seems like a thing that makes sense in naruto yeah, i actually forgive I, I actually the major know, war criminal i actually know a slight bit about newer of Naruto and kind of uh, Boruto just because of like my extensive search into like weird weapons and creating D&D characters so I can tell you more than like anybody would want to know about like uh, the, the like the science ninja tools that store chakra and shit in Boruto oh those things are pretty cool yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a cool thing but they're like this is cheating and I'm like that's dumb that seems just like using technology I mean, to like be it... better it, it's cheating in like official ninja matches when they first introduce it. It's not because it's new technology. It's, it's not cheating it... later on. Well, remember, it seemed like it, it was still frowned upon, though. Anything that is not, you know, the normal way to do it is cheating because it's new. Well, uh, okay, the way uh, I've actually watched a fair bit of Boruto. Uh, the reason that it's not cool for Boruto to use that thing the first time he does is because he got one because his dad is ninja president and he knows the guy who runs the lab that made them. No okay. one else had access to them. Just okay. him. Yeah, Nepotism so like fucking like a... so like every bloodline in Naruto period that has like super special powers. Well, yeah, but this is like a specific kind of nepotism that it's it's just not like it's, people aren't cool with. It's just the capitalism version of bloodlines. I okay. I <laughs> If you want to make that argument, then okay. But uh, 
I don't know. That that seems that seems iffy to conflate. Like, I mean, well, no, but the thing is, it is perfectly in line with like the the story and morals of Naruto. Yeah, like, like, like you, you can succeed. like be like an Uchiha and like have like the Sharingan, which like no one else can have, and that's gated. But you can't have like this device because your dad's well, Hokage or whatever. It's also it's, it was more the thing I was going of you succeed because you're special and unique and nobody else is like you. Yeah, that's really not what Boruto is about. I don't know if that's ever what Naruto was about. But that's definitely I mean, not what Boruto well, is about. The starting of Naruto was all about Naruto being like, oh yeah, no, I'm nobody and I'm not special. Except for this weird dr- thing, or this weird monster in my gut. But actually, I'm the son of the fourth Hokage. But actually, I'm the reincarnation of this. But actually, I'm the reincarnation of this half of a pair of ancient wa- ancient bloodline warrior that are meant to fight God. So actually, the entire thing about me being not special at all is complete bullshit. But having chakra capsules? Too far. Uh, just for official, just for official matches. I mean, there's also like the whole thing where like ninjas are just like bad in Boruto because they're just like tradition, and I'm like, but like cool science shit. Tradition is just fucking peer pressure from dead people. Yeah, you know we should embrace cool science shit. You should watch Boruto if you feel that way, because like a lot of the traditionalists keep trying to like start like reactionary rebellions and Boruto has to beat those people up with cool science shit. Uh, usually with friendship and no, see, like you lost multiculturalism. Me. I mean, the multiculturalism pretty cool. I'm like pro like, um, inclusiveness obviously, but, um, if it was with like cool science shit, it'd be pretty cool. I feel like I'm also like maybe explaining like, the the theme of like Korra with like technology versus bending, but I haven't seen that show and only know vague things about it to think that's maybe a theme. Uh, I mean, bending is. Just, I don't think the characters in that. That might be more like a classism thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah like sir, that's kind of just about like characters having act like that world is industrializing and that industrialization is leaving certain people behind. Is kind of the. Initial conflict as presented. Anyway. Korra is much more a classism story. Uh, who Who's the higher class in that case? That's the question. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean. That, 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 that's the, that's the question they're asking. Yeah. Like, in the first season, there's a guy Do, do, who's do they get like, to an answer? I'm not gonna watch it. In the know, first season, there's Korra. a guy who's, like, uh, these industrialists are taking the authority that should rightly reside with us, like, people who naturally have power, but then that guy gets blown up. Uh, And, you know, other things happen later on. They took her germs! Yeah, kinda. Yeah, that's kinda that guy's issue. Like, like, I know, like, reality generally proves the idea that, like, technology is, is good, in, like, the sense of, like, integrating in society and all the problems that go with that. But, like, shit's, shit's fiction. Why can't I have a story where that just happens? Oh, uh, I mean, there's some... I could probably think of a few stories that that happens. I mean, there's, like, 
Star Trek, probably, but, like, it doesn't necessarily focus on, like, the cool tech shit stuff. Well, a lot of stories about, um, like, new like new technologies creating further inequalities are very common because that we we keep doing it in reality. Yeah, I understand that we keep doing it, but we're like where's the story where we don't do that? Well, yeah, the <laughs> the fact that we keep doing it in reality keeps making the stories about us doing it more relevant. Also, if you'd like a good story on it, 2077 actually Cyberpunk 2077 is actually that, that seems that. like a lie from what I've tangentially heard about 2077, where no one escapes what? Night City. You know, you can't escape Night City. I don't know. I've heard specifically that you can't. I mean, my my V did. I've heard specifically that you can't, in reference to Edge Runners. Well. And that's like the theme of the whole thing. No, it... You can't yeah. win against Night City. The city always wins. But you can uh, leave. I mean... Just, you just the, have to not play the game. The game is extremely willing to undercut the most of the themes of cyberpunk fiction, in my opinion. But, you know... I I feel like that's a thing it does a lot. <laughs> I The main story, yes. But a lot of the really great... I am ver- I was very very impressed at a lot of the side story information and the environmental storytelling giving the actual despair of this world. I have heard a lot of people say that the side content is really good. Yeah. Side content is fantastic. I adore it. Significantly more than the actual main game. Which is fine but was hamstrung. Which is why you shouldn't make giant RPGs. Our giant RPGs should just include the good content. Not You don't need five different teams making some good content and some bad content. Just make the good ones. Yeah. I, mm, I, mm, I, I don't necessarily agree that you can just put in the, the good things. I feel like that that if you tried to do that, it it wouldn't turn out how you think it would. Well, it's not like it's impossible. You know, some people have done it. Uh, give me an example so I can see where your headspace is at with this. Extremely old-ass example, the Urquan Masters is just all... That's all killer, no filler. Give me another example. <laughs> A more recent game? Um, yeah. Let's see. A game one, that's just... one that's like less conceptual as like weird spaceship sci-fi universe sprawling <laughs> thing that is condensed down. Oh, what's the a really short game? Um, something like Long Live the Queen is really good. Like, yeah, that that game doesn't have anything like really unnecessary in it. Can Can you give me like an RPG? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of one. Um, I mean, I think I really love like everything in uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Like, I don't think that game has any bad content in it, really. But that's just me. I know some people don't like some stuff in there. All or right. Cultist Simulator, or like Sunless Sea. You know, those are also like that. Okay, so. 
now that we've gone through like six examples and I haven't played any of them to refute this point, we'll just put it to the side. <laughs> so anyway, back back in back in Blade World, um, um, oh yeah, they they mentioned like a battle fight and how it's similar to like the undead war that happened ten thousand years ago. Um, and then Garen comes in, and then there's like a double fight going on. Um, they start measuring his fusion rate, but because he's bad, it starts going down. It's because he's a f- he's a fear. He has the fear. In yeah, him. he he has fear, which makes the fusion ace stuff go down, which is why he's bad. And then the fear. And then the chief is like doing the Metal Gear Solid stuff, which is pretty cool. And then, and then the episode ends with like Garen being bad. He he gets beaten enough that he knocks against the wall, detransforms, and this kind of sits there going, bah! Bah! yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, he does an exceptionally bad job. Uh, I do I do like the undead that they have here. It's um, it's pretty cool. He's kind of got like uh the stingray arm. Like um the one guy had in, oh yeah, you're you're th- like the manta ray dude. Yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. Good design, sound sound yeah. design. Enjoyed. Uh, so yeah, there sure so we... are a lot of shots of Wesker just sitting in his little like computer room in this episode. Wesker being menacing. Um, so then we get to episode eight. Um, last time, in case you're joining in right now, uh, Garen sucks. And he is doing his job of sucking. I feel like we should start placing bets on if Garen is ever going to stop sucking in this show. Um, I, I can't place the bet because I know what happens. So oh. no. So no. I'm guessing he doesn't. I can't place the bet because I know what happens. So anyway, uh, Chief is doing Metal Gear stuff, and he kills the power, which allows, uh, which causes a distraction, allowing Blade to save Garen. Um, Wesker is informed of the intruder, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the Chief guy. We should, uh, we should maybe do something about that." Um, uh, Blade does um, the kick, which is which is the lightning kick. It' pretty sick. It's a good uh, kick. Yeah. Um. He gets um. The seven card of whatever his suit is. I, I don't remember if it's the spade or the... Blade? Yeah, I think he's the club and I always get it confused. No, no, Blade is Blade is the spade. You were right. Yeah. Um, he gets the seven card, which is um, the metal card, which is from the the, tr- the Trilobite undead. That was the undead that they were fighting. Um, That's cool. He now has the power of metal. It's probably good, um, judging from Mega Man 2. And then and then Blade goes back to fight Chalice, but Chalice is like, oh shit, that bomb. And then like runs away. Gotta go get gotta go get the bomb. Yeah. Um and then like You know, it bugs me that uh it bugs me that Blade puts his sword down when he does his rider kick. Like I understand that's probably for stuntman safety, but I feel like if a writer is going to have a sword as a primary accessory they shouldn't put it down during their big signature attack. Well, that's just Probably his not. kick signature attack. It's different. The writer kicks like a the writer kicks like the thing. It's the thing that the writers do. 
They all do a rider kick. I mean, there's many different variations. There's uh, Just if they're going to have a primary accessory that they're always holding, they should be able to hold it during the kick. Nope. You gotta pose. I just... And it probably just, like, teleports to him or whatever. Well, no, wait. For Blade, he explicitly has to pick it up again when he's done. Nah, that's fine. So anyway, so then, like, um, the facility, like, yoinks their data and leaves. And they they had the chief captured, but then he kind of just, like, breaks free. And then... And then they, and then he meets up with Blade and Garen, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a bomb. There's ten minutes till this blows up. So, um, uh, we gotta escape. Just run away." And then Blade jumps through the window, who saves the chief, who's like, "There's a bomb. We gotta go." I maybe got those events mixed up a little bit. Um, but Blade jumps through a window. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's a good way to do it. After that, we cut the chalice, who has to, like, kind of funnily wait for, like, the automatic door to open at the cafe before he rushes in and then, like, tosses the bomb before it blows up. Him throwing the bomb outside is very silly. Yeah. Was he the only one who knew where it was, or...? He was, he was, he saw the video that Wesker showed him. No one else really knew about that bomb. Right, right, right. Okay. Because yeah. this bomb was also linked with the warehouse bomb. I do like the touch that when he opens the box, there's ten seconds left on the bomb, and he's just like, oh, shit! <laughs> and uh, has to run to go throw it out the window. Uh, yeah. It's a nice touch. Um, and then the chief kind of um, fills in some backstories. like, these guys are trying to make a new writer system, but with blackjack. And uh, said that they're they're doing the thing where, way back in time, the human undead won, and our milk guy is like, so does that mean if a monkey undead won, we'd have monkeys? And so and everyone just kind of looks at him. He sits down. I'm sorry. They're just like, yes, that that's how that's how the story works. The way they talk about undead keeps making me think like. They're saying it like a proper noun or something. Is it like a title you can get? I don't. It's like it's like a species prefix, <laughs> or or a yeah, suffix like, in some cases. It, it, it's like the uh, it's like being an elite mob of something. <laughs> I guess it's kind strange. of. Um. So after the bomb, it gets tossed out the window. The little girl is like, "Was that a bomb? How'd you know it was a bomb?" Why and aren't Chalice you saying is anything? just like, I'm not going to answer any of this. It'll be too hard to explain. And you know what? Fucking fair. Yeah. Um, the thing that's not fair and is bad is the police drove up and Auntie just lies about there being a bomb. Which is bad. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, since there was only 10 seconds left on the bomb when he threw it out the window, it kind of exploded in the air and like made a shockwave that blew all of the glass back into the building. So... It's a, not exactly a good scene currently. Yeah. Also, like, Chalice is cool and all, but don't cover for him like that. No, but she wants... She totally wants him. Well, well, yes. But... Replacement husband. That's not an excuse to cover for that. Sure it is. 
I mean, it's it wasn't his bomb. Garrett, he's hot. He's morally gray. It <laughs> <sighs> oh, reminds me of the meme I saw this week where it was like that, but it's just like the photo was like me whenever the the villain is any sorts of attractive. <laughs> and it was just like a caption of like, my my morals leaving my body as soon as I find out they're hot. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, it's not a good a good answer. Don't go by that example. Do take this advice. No, if they're hot, it's fine. Don't listen to them. Hot people are morally gray, and it's fine if they do evil things. I mean, you don't have to think they're right to think they're hot. Don't act on it. No, but you can. You can fix them. I believe in you. No, that never works. Name me a time that has worked. I believe in you. Name me a time that has worked. I believe in you. I'm waiting for that name. These are fiction. I don't think that that was really a major issue. I'm waiting for the name. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, Blade and company are back home. The game's all together. Um... Garen is like, where's the chief? What's wrong with me? And the chief's like, alright, so, like, deal with your fears and you'll be fine. And and Garen's like, how? And he's like, well, just, like, you you can't, like, remove it. Just, like, just figure it out, man. I can't give you the answers. Well, I guess I'm just a fucking coward then and I can't do shit. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, Garen gets angry. And then the whole explanation of, like, the human history. There's 53 undead species. And there's the human one. They fought in Battle Royale to rule the planet. Monkey bit. Which, it does make it very funny to me, all of Chalice's comments of, it doesn't make sense that humans exist. It's like, no, no, Chalice. The, the human undead one. That, that's, that's how this works. According to their story, we won this contest. I am a little curious who adjudicated this contest. Like, was there a negotiated rule set beforehand, or was there some 54th species that was like the referee species or something? I, I think it's insinuated that, like, all, like, those undead could just, like, seal each other, so it's just, like, the last one that was not sealed was the winner. Yeah, and, and which is, okay, so they set up, like, a might make, like, a might makes right thing, but then you don't get to get indignant when you lose. Guess they're just bad losers. Yeah, because like they were they were being cards forever, and then board came along and found these cards, and then they started fucking around. They fucked around and found out. Can't stand that these stupid monkeys are ruling. Yeah. So then, like, because the humans were like, "Oh, immortality! These cards will help us." And Hirose's like, "So my." I thought bad. you were going for a Plan Nine thing initially there, but what's the stupid monkeys from? Isn't that a it's Frieza? Oh, right, right, yeah. Honestly, it sounds like Skeletor, so... Which is also an acceptable answer. Oh, God, Skeletor got so many cool quotes in that new He-Man show. So Hiroshi's like, so so my dad's at fault for this, right? And the chief's like, well, yes, but also no. Like, we were gonna find out anyway, so... Oh, well. Um, it's, It's about what you do now. Um, and then, like, Hirose goes away to process. Um, we we kind of get there, like, so the so they release the undead, and they're like, we're going to have a second battle royale. 
and then the writer system was created so that the descendant human undeads could seal the undeads. Um, Garen goes to leave, and Blade's like, yo, what's up? You can't just, like, leave and stuff. And Garen's like, well, I suck, so I'm leaving. And then he leaves. Like I, he I'm, does I'm suck. Just, I do agree with his argument there. Yeah, the, coward, the, I can't do anything. The chief is like, well, I personally take responsibility for this, but I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I think you can just like work on yourself and not suck. And Karen's like, no, and leaves. Um, they, they talk about the new writer system. They don't know. <laughs> Karen has been so fucking weird so far. I don't really understand what his purpose of this story is. To be a coward, I guess. Yeah, to be bad. To be a whiny coward. <laughs> he he's taking the place of he. It feels like he's taken, you know, that reluctance that the main hero would have of like, well, I don't know if I actually want to do this, because our main hero is just like, yeah, no, fucking, let's go, guys, let's fight these zombies. <laughs> well, it's like this like weird like fall from grace thing, because like. In the beginning, like, Garen was, like, sold as this hotshot, but then, like... Yeah, they're all like, man, he's the guy. He's so cool. But then as soon as, like, stuff starts to happen, like, he just, like, falls down the ranking order. And, like, he he's unable to, like, process that and, like, refuses to try to, like, better himself. Anyway, so that new writer system that the undead are working. Uh, the chief's like, you know, I don't know what it is, but it sure ain't for us humans. And then... The milk guy um, drops that there was three undead around Blade, and they think that the head of the organization is an undead. So Blade finally puts it together and is like, oh, that's Chalice. He's an undead. Um, they also drop the thing that um, strong undead can talk and look like humans and all of that. Um, and that's a sign that they were like high in the suits of cards, so we can probably assume that um, that face cards can do that. Can do what, specifically? Um, like, look like humans and have intelligence and stuff. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then Blade is again like, oh man, I gotta go fight Chalice, because he's definitely that. Um, and then, like, Anthony tries to have a heart-to-heart with Chalice over some hot cocoa about, like, how the niece is, like, her new pseudo-dad and all that, or he is her new pseudo-dad. Whichever way that is correct in saying words English. Which is, uh, that's, um, I'm not sure that's the best of choices. It, it's not, but that's what's happening. That is, just, man, kids are dumb. It's, I, I don't even blame her. No, I, blame I don't. the mom. I don't. Yeah, the mom should be like had shouldn't have had the random guy with amnesia yeah. doing all this. Um, the chief, we cut back to the house, and the chief um, kind of gives a pep talk to to Hirose about how she shouldn't take responsibility for what her father did, and she should think about what she's gonna do in the present. And then the chief just goes to leave, and he's like, I'll be back in touch after I Metal Gear. Hirose blaming herself is ridiculous. Yeah, like, it, it's not... It's not good. 
Oh no, but it was my father, so I'm responsible. No, that is not how that works. It's not how that works at all. It's a weird thing because she's generally like good at her job and is like a helpful character in the show and shouldn't have her motivation based on fixing the quote-unquote legacy of her father. It's just super unclear, like, what even happened with her dad is the thing. Well, so, they were... Okay, so, her dad was trying, was doing... They found the cards, and then they somehow came to the conclusion that the cards were a step closer to immortality. And so, because that her mother was in the hospital with a disease... It drove her father to push forward with unsealing the cards, which released right, the but, undead. But we don't really know that that happened. Like, the chief has kind of hinted that maybe that's what happened, but, like, there's been no independent confirmation that that was actually what happened. No evidence of that. And the chief doesn't really seem entirely trustworthy since he's hiding so much from these other characters. Now, I'm pretty sure it was established that they 100% unsealed stuff and like the writer system is kind of well, what right came out we, of we that know they unsealed it. stuff because that's what created the current situation but her dad having something to do with that is based on nothing other than the chief saying so well she also knew that like her dad worked in that section and stuff well yeah but <laughs> okay <laughs> unless unless her dad was just the sort of guy who was like Hmm, I'm gonna go join this mysterious organization. Uh, I definitely, I'm, I'm curious if they have any zombie plagues that I could unleash in order to bring my wife back to life. Like, I, that I think... seems like a really weird thing to assume about that your dad definitely did, unless he's already the sort of guy to do that sort of thing. I mean, I, I don't think they had any assumption that it'd be like, oh yeah, it'll do a zombie plague. It was just, there is some, they had some sort of there are beings in this card in some sort of this is i have no idea if this is what it actually is but they probably detected like oh there's some sort of ancient being in this card that is alive if we can get it out of here and study it i may be able to save my wife Right, but he would have known that that's at least a bit of a risk. It's just, oh, yeah, it just he... seems like a strange thing to definitely assume that he really did. That's just not enough. I'm we, sure he this assumed is not it's, based on a lot. I assure he assumed it was a risk, but the from the way they describe it, the guy was like obsessed with saving his wife. So it was like, no, I'll do whatever it takes. I don't give a shit. Yeah, maybe. No idea Anywho. if that's what it is, but that is my thought. Yeah. Um, so then the chief leaves, and it's just back to Milkman and Hirosei. Um, Chalice decides that he can't live at the cafe anymore, so he leaves, and him and Blade meet up, and they go to fight each other. Um, as a cool note, when Chalice transforms, his bike also transforms with him. That is neat. Um, I like his bike. Yeah, it's a cool bike. Garen then meets up with his nurse friend to go out on a date. and Because at this point, Garen has decided to reject the call to action in, in like, the Hero's Myth thing. Um, yeah. So he just wants to, like, live a normal life. And he's like, you know what normal people do? Date. So then they go on a date. I do like that she, like, tries to poke... She tries to, like... It, it's very obvious that she cares for him, 
like legitimately is like, oh, cool, you actually wanted to go on a date. Cool, this is a bonus. And she's worried. It must be frustrating to like know that like he was not like this before and like how he was before he started sucking. I feel yeah. like there has to be some of that there, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Presumably she knew him before all this. Maybe we should have met this character before this? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, they 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 are actually refer they're relying a lot on characters' emotions and motivations having come from before the show started. Why didn't they just show us those things? I mean, they brought it up. They went to, like, school together or whatever, and, like, they referenced it in earlier episodes. Yeah, I guess. I also think part of it is it's been so long between Blade episodes that you might not possibly remember all, like, the flashbacks and, like, explanations they have for some of this character stuff. I'm sure that doesn't help. So they start to date. We go back to Blade and Chalice fighting. Um, and Chalice is like, you know what? Someone says they want to beat the other within an inch of their life. I think Chalice says that. Yeah, that's Chalice. That sounds like a Chalice thing to say. Because because Chalice is at the point where like he's starting to like lean in hard to his anger whenever he sees Blade. And then we cut back to the date where where they go tie shopping, and Garen's like, I should just live a normal life because I'm a coward. Um, and then an undead shows up, and. <laughs> It, it, it there is kind of a funny shot where he's like literally putting on a tie and the subtitles have him saying this is fine ellipses. That's true. So when Undead shows up, he he goes to like grab his belt to transform, but then he like hesitates because again, he is bad. And um the episode ends with like the chief being watched by someone, presumably Wesker, but Oh yeah, it's Wesker. Okay, it is Wesker. This cool it, zebra dude shows up too. Yeah, that's the, Man, that's the undead that shows up and Garen's like, I don't know. The fucking zebra's nipples are weird as shit. It's got, like, on its chest, on the pectorals, it has two, like, weird little black spirals. And it's, I could not look away. It's like, um, the the Aphrodite from Mazinger at Houses Missiles. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mazinger has a... Mazinger has a nipple-based missile launcher? No, the Aphrodite does. Okay. Wait, do you not know this? I thought... I I've this never was... seen Mazinger, no, oh. so... Well, yeah, was... okay, Evan, I'm, I'm looking at these again. Yeah, they're like little... They're like little cups over it's, the nipples. They're fucking weird! And then the cups are like being cradled by horseshoes. <laughs> that go around they're them. They're real fucking weird. It's an extremely strange choice. It's like I saw it and I could not look away. Uh, he's wait. He's like got a big spiked collar on too. So like some really intense like gimp energy coming from the zebra man. Just a bit, yeah. Man, it's fucking weird. He's rem- He's like one of. He's reminding me a lot of uh, some of the Gurungi characters. A little yeah, bit. I can see that. Was. Was I'm pretty sure there was a zebra grungi. That sounds like a thing there was. There was definitely a zebra grungi at one point. Remember that guy who like had a, a mesh shirt and a bunch of like wires wrapped up in his hair. Man, the grungi were wild. Grungi were great. Oh yeah, the zebra grungi was a uh, unidentified life form thirty-five. 
And I miss Garangi. They're such great villains. Well, I think, aren't they in Agito too? Or It, it kind of different. Anyway, those are those episodes of The Blade. Garen's bad. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's very bad at everything. I I would like to see him improve, but I'm not sure we're going to see it. I don't know if I do want to see him improve, actually. I think he's funnier as a failure. I just, I like his suit design. I think it's a real interesting character bit that he's just, like, real bad. <laughs> just awful at everything. <laughs> like, it, it, it also comes across as funny, but I also think it's genuinely an interesting character premise. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's, like, it's, it's, it is something, like, we have not seen very often, at least in the common Rider we've watched, a common Rider that gets hyped, is like, oh yeah, this is the senpai, he's hyped up, he's supposed to be good, and he's complete shit. Like, it's, it's like how they should have treated, like, um, the, uh, Ixa in Kiva. Man, that would have been Oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, they just had Ixa get wrecked, and I was always like, thank thank God. Thank but you. But yeah. Thank then, you, show. Then he would do things again, and I'm like, didn't, they did not learn their lesson. Then then we remembered that Blade, that Kiva's a very misogynistic show. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's so fucked up. No, it's cool. It's yeah. fine. Look, I, I think back on Kiva maybe a little lighter than when we were actively watching on it, and I don't, I don't think it's wrong to like Kiva, but it has problems. It's in memory, not... it, in memory, it's a lot easier to just engage with the design work and like how great that all is instead of thinking about the story, which is awful. So yeah, it's like it, it is not wrong to like Kiva, but I will look at you a bit askance. Be like, are you sure? I mean, I kind of think that the Fangires are maybe, like, my second favorite villains we've ever had still. I like the Fangires a lot. The Fangires were fantastic villains. They had great designs. Like, the fucking visual design work in Kiva is some of the best, I think, of the shows we've watched. Like, Kivat. Kivat is, like, still one of my favorite little... Like, I would absolutely buy a toy of him for a hundred bucks. Like, I, I love him so much. Yeah. Man, get a little Kivat would be great. But, That's uh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we talked about a show this week, and we'll be back next time to maybe talk about the show again. Probably. Yeah, you said you already got notes done. So I do, yeah. that's true. I would have to watch those episodes again, but I do have notes. Um, until then, um, we're a show on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com where there are links to all the things um, so you can use those. Um, pers- uh, prob- like, Try not to use the Twitter one. Any other one's fine, just not that one, maybe. Who even knows if the Twitter one will still be active if you're listening to this in a week or two? also true yeah um i mean mastodon's a thing that's true there's also another one that i forgot the name of that exists yeah i just i don't know i don't yeah people the idea of a decentralized social network is like okay that's cool but doesn't that kind of miss the point i don't know
I mean, maybe if I use Mastodon a little bit more, I'll start to like not be as opposed to the idea. But it certainly doesn't sound like a great one. So uh, yeah. it is. It is much more of a connection social network than like the public space that Twitter is. And um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. That's cool. Um, you can leave five stars, um, which I believe is the only only option that is available to be chosen. Um, right. You can try clicking the other ones, but just don't bother. It'll make your computer freeze up. You have to hit the five stars in order for it to accept it. Yes. Um, you can also email us. There's an email on the web on the website. That's cool. It's probably also in the show notes too. I don't know oh. if you know, but um, there's notes that go with the show. They're called show notes, and um, they usually. Um, contain like links to like relevant images um, to things that have come up in this podcast after it has been so lovely edited by our editor Sybil. Yeah, she's probably gonna link that all your base meme this week. So yeah, that'll be a blast from the past. Yeah, or or like the song, the song video. You yeah, remember yeah. the all your base song video? That's the one I remember. Hmm. I mean, it was that, and that's pretty much it. I think that was also just, like, in, in GIF slash GIF form. Speaking of, uh, like, old animations, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of artists specifically talking about going over to new grounds if Twitter collapses. I mean, I would, I legitimately would enjoy seeing a new grounds revitalization. So, like, wh- what do you use for that now that Flash is dead? I have no fucking clue. I Unity, maybe? Know. Maybe that's an interesting point. I I miss Flash. Like I I was a big fan of Flash. Everyone loved Flash. Another thing that Apple ruined. Thank you, Apple. Yeah, Flash was good. Like it. Like obviously it wasn't like the best, but like I did some game development in it. I had a good time. To be fair, Flash was ancient. Like legitimately ancient coding. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that it had security problems, but, like, I don't know. I definitely feel like the community and openness of the web that we lost with the death of Flash was, was like, really valuable. I miss it. Yeah. Oh, well. Something else will come around eventually, I hope. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, um, until next time. Uh, we're passing through podcast. Remember that. Good night. Bye, everybody. Thanks for, for hanging out. <laughs>